healthcare. It bottles here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We thank you for tuning in. We are happy to have you down here. Where it's nice and cool when it is hotter than fuck outside here in Washington, D.C. That's okay, because we're going to talk about an album today that is hotter than fuck. We're talking about Vince Staples' Big Fish Theory. He's been uh, sort of on the rise the past few years. Got a really good look uh, from Gorillaz on a track called Ascension on their album Humans earlier in this year. Now he is here with his own uh, album, and it is, uh, spoiler, kind of badass. Um to walk us through this whole thing brought our good friend marcus dowling down here he's over here about once a week so you know happens that he shows up a lot and our friend uh, joe lappin from songbird right here in dc if you don't know what songbird is it is a it is a music house and what that means is that you have uh, one part of this house in adams morgan in washington dc is a record store record store and a coffee shop on the other side of this wall is sort of a bar and a little restaurant and then downstairs you have a uh, a stage and a, and a place for bands to play a lot of my good friends have played there sean barnett just played there our friends roadkill ghost choir just played there in fact i have a recording of it that you guys might hear eventually but uh joe's a great guy and songbird is a kick-ass place so he's gonna be down here mainly not because of that but because the dude knows his shit about rap and hip-hop so who are you going to call when you talk about rap and hip-hop but the guy who knows his shit? Uh, so that is what's going on. And at the back end of this, we're going to play a track from a, a new band of... It's sort of a sort of a band made up of, of super producers. So I don't know if that's a super group or what that is. But they're called the Poly Seeds, and they, uh, they straight-up jam. But I'll tell you more about that after we work through Vince Staples. So if you guys are ready, and you're comfortable, and you got your beverage, you're ready to hang out and keep it smooth... Uh, let's head on down to the basement to check in on Vince Staples' latest new album, Nay Masterpiece, Big Fish Theory. <laughs> we did it. When we, was that? That was when did it come out? Like a couple months ago? Yeah, gotta, we did that. Gotta, one. Yeah, that was go fun. Back, yeah. It was interesting because I haven't really gone back to that album uh, a lot because I go back more to Demon Days, which this album reminds me a lot more of Demon Days, which uh. is now that he's worked with Auburn, mm-hmm. he sort of like got his shit unlocked. We'll yeah. see. Uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Get going, right, Mr. Dowling. Welcome back to the basement. How hello, you hello. What's you going you on? running the city, man? I'm just doing stuff right now, man. Okay, okay. It, it's all it's all happening. Probably all right. by the time this thing airs, some some other stuff will be happening. So, <laughs> you know, stuff. Uh, Mr. Rappin' Joe Lappin of Songbird. Hey, bud. How you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. How's the venue doing? It's good, man. Um, yeah, you guys just did some renovations, right? Yeah, uh, we closed yesterday. We started something on Sunday. Um, nothing too big, but mm-hmm. I'll you know. 
break a little news. We're just kind of expanding the stage a little bit. Nice. Um, oh, fantastic. You know, working with what we got down there, and uh, we've gotten some feedback, and I think you guys probably noticed we have we have Tank and the Bangers playing there yes. uh, on the 21st of this month. I may be there doing an interview. Cool. That would be awesome. Um, so... You know, just to sort of stay in the game with some of the the seven eight piece type of bands, yeah. uh, we think it's a smart move to just of make it a little bit bigger. Down you, there. you just mm-hmm. had a band open, and I forget the name of the band, but they opened for uh, Sean Barna, mm-hmm. and there was literally like twenty people in the band. <laughs> it was just like, oh my god, what's happening? Because mm-hmm. uh, they're so. How's how's it going to expand out? So it's going to come forward. I mean, the only direction that it yeah. can, it's going up about four inches. To help people's views in the back. Yes. Um, Beautiful. Again, you, you've Points. been there. I mean, the space, you know, it's well, it's a constrained space. Well, it's constrained, but for the people who don't know about Songbird, it is it it is very much like, besides the record store, we're just talking about the venue, it's very much like going to the best like house show in D.C. It's yes. quite literally in a basement. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys took over the basement of this thing. You took over the whole building. But there is that thing, the same thing as a house show, is that if you're in there and you're at the back... I hope you're not there to see the band, which you shouldn't be. You should just be sitting, you should just be there to listen to the band, uh-huh. especially because in DC we have this problem that all the tall motherfuckers stand up front. At every fucking club you go to, the tallest motherfuckers are just line of trees up front. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know if if you are there just uh, just because it's an awesome venue and because uh, you want to hear some good music, then you shouldn't worry about that. But that's good to hear. No, yeah, I mean that's that's a fair uh, on point you know description. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, we, we work with the space the best that we can. And, uh, I, I'm even impressed. Um, shouts out to John O'Connor. Hell yeah. Um, that guy. And, uh, everybody else on our team. I'm, I'm just impressed with some of the stuff that we've been able to bring through there. And just again, time to yeah. make a little investment and just did a couple other small things to improve the green room and some other stuff. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. I've had a bunch of friends play there Yeah, and they really like it. Really like it. So. Cool, and of course you're welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Get up there about, what, twice a month, I think. All right. Because of old. Uh, but we are not here necessarily to talk about Songbird. We're here <laughs> to talk about Vince Staples. He has a new album out called Big Fish Theory. Now, uh, Mr. Staples is uh, born Vincent Jamal Staples. He's from Long Beach. Originally, yep. he was born in Compton. Uh, he was mixed up with those odd future guys, which yes. I uh, I just actually got the uh, Tyler the Creator album. Oh, I haven't listened yet, but uh, but it's, they're they're all. Uh, You're apparently I, I think out uh, of the closet. On well, I think album. Frank Ocean like started something. Yeah, and that's not what he started, but I think it 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 started a a freedom of expression. Which of course, is, of course, which is a lot what this album has to do with. This is his only his second full length EP, Summertime '06, which is one of Paul's. Favorite albums of that year um, was so out good. in 2015. He has what five, four mixtapes starting in 2011. Two EPs, Hell Can Wait, and last year's Prima Donna. Uh, he also was on, uh, to my mind, one of the best singles this year, if not the best. Ascension from the Gorillas. It's, it's the best rap uh, song when we of when, the year. When we reviewed it, we said uh, this is the greatest hook of all time, basically. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Sky's no falling, baby. Drop that yeah, ass for a crash. crash. I mean, come on, that's that's fucking genius. But uh, but now I, I think he he uh, got a little of the secret sauce or the magic dust or whatever from working with Damon Albarn. And on this album, uh, he's stretching out and doing a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about because uh, I this is the stuff I think I wish 
a lot of rappers would do. You know, we talk a lot about evolution. We talk a lot about like using stuff and not going back mm-hmm. to just basics, which has its place. Like the right. uh, the Tropical Quest album this year was fucking excellent, and that didn't break any new ground. It was just like it's Tropical Quest, motherfucker. It's almost a year ago at this point. It was almost a year. Yeah. Ago. yeah. yeah. Um, oh my god, it was. Yeah. Jesus. And you know, so so there's a place for that, but there's also a place for this. I want to play this track leads off the uh, album, but this is a. Uh, this is sort of where it starts, gives you a hint of, of this is going to get a little weird. This is Crabs in the Bucket. Crabs in the Bucket. Crabs in the bucket, wanna see you with the bottom, know she love it. When they hate so you hit them with the encore. Sending shots, but you with the top floor. Let them pop, she give me some drugs to go pop with me. White women at the shows up conscious. If not that, the top is certain daughters. Get with that again in the mosh pit. Where's your moxie and truth from poppy? Young man, you not acting too cocky. Probably cause I'm feeling like the world gon' crash. Brother honey, son on the E class dash. I'm feeling funny, get T go flash. Cock back blast, put him in the back. Probably gon' regret it in the retrospect. Got a lot of problems, I ain't let go yet. Spend a lot of money on the CBG. And I look at Lily on the TV screen. Battle with the white man day by day. Fans taking pictures, doing play by play. They'll never want to see the black man eat. Nails in the black man, hands and feet. Put him on the cross, always so put him on the chain. Lines to be saying he don't look like me. Roll cage on the GT3. Had a show on stage like a DVD. Put me in the mama on the show with. I used to look up to the sky, now I'm on the shit. Yeah. Crabs in a bucket. Um, that was the track, actually, that sort of hinted at Bonnie Vare. Oh, he is, but he's listed as one of the producers. He's on listed as one of the producers on this album. Um, you know, that is taking elements of you and I did the future album, to, mm-hmm. so now I know all about trap, unfortunately. There it is. Uh, but uh, it's taking a bunch of elements of trap, but it's also taking a bunch of elements of electronic music. It's mm-hmm. taking, uh, like, you can hear James Blake in there, you can hear all this other shit, which is something that you don't. Especially in a in a artist related to the Odd Future crew, like you're not really going to see like Earl Sweatshirt uh, is is sort of the yeah, he's not quite the Yindi the Yang because Vince Staples is a little dark right and Earl is super dark yeah but I don't like people I don't I don't like people I don't go outside yeah and I'm a yeah. big I'm a big Earl fan just for yeah the so, so am I so, so am I so am I Earl's fucking and, that crew anyway that's probably yeah, like yeah. My, you know yeah and 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 so this guy is is taking a little bit of that but he's adding in. All this like modern production, and you know, you asked right before we came down here, Joe. You said, you know, is this even a hip hop album? And I, I think that's a good place to start because I don't know if it's a hip hop album. I think there's hip hop elements. There's certainly rapping on it. There's certainly like all these other things, but there's also soul. There's like indie rock. There's it's it's sort of all over the place. Which is, if you think about who he's been working with, like I said, Damon Albarn. Yeah, that's a Gorillaz album right there for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can kind of approach it from some different angles and, and how we get into that topic you know we were talking about also because uh new york times just did a piece mm-hmm. on uh on vince and i think they asked him a similar question yeah. you know is this a hip-hop album and the response was like well you know it's it's you know he mentioned the different producers and how it's it's all these different elements and he's like that is hip-hop right yeah so in other words he's redefining He's calling it hip hop, but he's redefining what you know hip hop means yes. to him mm-hmm. as a twenty three, twenty four year old yeah, out of yeah. Compton, California, yeah. where there is this 
certain certainly a gravity to what hip hop used to mean. Okay, so yeah. okay this, what's this. very interesting to me, and again, I'll just say to put this out there, yeah. is you have a kid who who was born in 1993. He's kind of now the first generation or age that is now seemingly unfettered by what yep compton long beach west coast so there's a couple tracks on here where i where i get a little of the west coast influence yeah but his thing was like no one came in the studio and told me i'm supposed to sound like this or sound like that we talked about who he's working with Mm -hmm. which really had nothing to do so i mean to me that's a jump off for like what what is this record it's funny um there's like two producers on the record that I know personally that I've like spent significant amounts of the last 10 years of my life with. And I am looking at this like record and I'm like, holy crap, like GTA who are like big room, elect progressive electro producers and DJs who play giant festivals. Mm-hmm. And um, Christian Rich who started off, there are two Nigerian guys. They started off as like a vocal duo and then they quickly became producers and they realized like, okay, well we can make more money producing than we do singing songs. So let's, let's produce. So they've been doing, they've been at it, both of these acts for like the last 10 years. And the funny thing is with both of those, with all four of these people together is that they are people who openly will talk to you about how much they love hip hop culture. Right. It's never the music. It's always the culture of hip hop. It's always like the thing that the breakbeat inspires you to do or like the way you wear your pants or the way you say a word or the way that you like approach doing a thing. Do you think that's why? I mean, this is just my opinion, but we haven't seen a lot of like forward movement in hip hop. Like It comes in spurts, but it's just it's very it gets in a. Vein, but, and then it's all about the culture for a long time rather than like looking yeah. at the music. I mean, the same thing happens in indie rocks. And no, it's not- but it's, I think it's definitely a thing in hip hop right now because the culture is so pervasive where it's like literally all over everything. Like there's not a part of our humanity that isn't no. driven by hip hop culture. So it's like it's, it's crazy. Like we listen to this record because like Vince is rapping, but he's not necessarily a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. rapping is the way in which he is saying the words that he wants to say. And none of this production is traditionally hip-hop. Yeah. But it's certainly inspired by people who grew up around and adore hip-hop culture. So, if anything, like, it's hip-hop in the sense that it's guided by a culture that's, like, far bigger than the album is. Like, and I think that's the one thing I like about Vince as a, as a rapper, is that... He pulls himself so far back away from the genre of rap that, like, everything he does kind of looks at it with this, like, quizzical way of, like, I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to stand over here. Mm -hmm. Which is what I love about, like, and that's what I love about him as an artist is he's always, like, so far removed. And then it's, like, on this record, he's gone even further back than he was already. Because, like, the big thing with the narrative of Vince Staples for the last, like, two years has been, Vince doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's just kind of, like, doing some shit and making some money and hanging out and having fun. But now it's, like, he's even further back and it's, like, now having worked with gorillas and all this other stuff, he's, like, it's very aware, very apparent to me, at least, when I listen to it, that he's, like, just staring at all this, like, I don't know where I fit, but I'm just, like, Mm-hmm. I'm going to basically do me now. I, I think it's very clear that he does give a fuck about a lot of things because he, I mean, you don't come by like making an album like this, like artistically sound uh, by just 
a happen chance. I, yeah. I think he's very. Well, it's but he cares in. about he cares about different stuff that other rappers do. Yeah, maybe that's it. But you right. know, but it, you know, I mentioned like the evolution of of an art form, and y- you again, you can always go back to like the classics and stuff. But it is when people sit down and and do what they want. It's what you've been saying for the past two years, dude. Yeah. You've been like. If there's no money to be made in any yep. of this shit, just go in the studio and fucking blow it out. Do whatever you want. Whatever comes to your mind, do exactly. it. Exactly. And that's this record. Totally. It, that's what that's what makes it that's what makes it great. Well, okay, then which begs the question is who is paying all these people? I mean, they're they're doing this because they want to do Well, they're do getting this. some money, but they're not getting like the old school like No, I um, know. Yeah. Okay, it's I'll, an interesting I'll, it's an interesting question. Absolutely, absolutely. I think what I see is the way it kind of works now is just sort of like from an observer's point of view. Okay, Vince Staples, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, at some point, the curators that be, which I would actually say are like the artists now more so than the media. In, like, in, in many times, yeah. So, so at some point, some, some um, you know, fusion of like, okay, there was Mac Miller, but then there was like Gorillas and these uh-huh. other genres. Like, so Vince Staples... For whatever reasons, you so, know, very talented, but but for whatever reasons, there's a lot of luck. Became yeah. sort of picked by these people mm-hmm. to do this art and do this album and whatever he's been doing in a way that is somewhat untethered from the the. It's seemingly untethered from the financial side but of it. The finance is coming. I'm looking at his schedule for the summer, and it's 15 festivals. And let's right. say he gets. <laughs> let's like, it's like so. It's not even shows. Right. It's like, and he's touring like, with Gorillas and Danny Brown. Yeah, yes. Gorillas are yeah. on the album. Right. And yeah. so, so, so maybe it's like Gorillas are like, okay, this dude's dope. Yeah. And we're touring with him. So we'll go do what we do in the studio with him, not because we expect the album to. It's it's almost like, right? It's, it's, it's all the, it's, it's all the expectation well, that that if you don't know who Gorillas are, do you know who Danny Brown and Vince Staples are? Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Danny Brown and Vince Staples are, then you certainly know who Gorillas are. So it's a great symbiotic relationship. But I mean, expect that for making this record. Like, if he makes no money from the from the label from this record, he's probably going to clear like. If if he gets fifty k to do the festival, he's okay. Fifteen festivals. That's what seven hundred fifty k. Yeah, and he's going to see a part of that. So he's I good. Confer- I confirm your math. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Like he's just hanging out. He's like, well, it, it so actually, did we just go facts based on this? Yeah. Sometimes God we do. damn it! <laughs> it actually seems it's a. I mean, it's a fantastic position to be in. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Where the album is not expected to sell. No, not a, to not a dime. some degree. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. The gorillas are going to have a successful tour, regardless of who they yeah. put yep. on that tour. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, because the gorillas hit that weird, rarefied air that nobody gives a fuck what they put out anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't care if it's good or bad, but they, they're just like, fuck it, it's gorillas. Right, and it's a legacy act almost at this point. It's 100% a legacy act. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People say that, and they're like, well... God, you're you're old. You're like, but you, is it though? You, is it a pure? It's not a pure legacy. It's act. not a pure. Le- it's not yeah. a U two legacy. No, act, but, it's, but, it's, it's, but it's pushing that it's, edge. It's the to strata me. right below it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think as far as the payment goes, here's what I think. I think people are starting to take risks a little more. And and God bless that A and R guy, or whoever was sitting there and did green light this because of a song like this. This is love can be. And like you should put this on any album, and your immediate response is like, "What the fuck?" But on this, like it just works. So this is uh, a little bit almost a gospel. This is love to me.
Tell the world I want my Uchis. Dodge the groupies, them don't move me. Uchis move me somewhere cozy. Uchis never leave me lonely. Call my phone, say she honey, want me. I can make time or I can make money. I'ma keep counting, count me out, shouty. Never let a bitch little bow on me. Never finna weekend, raise my seat. Baby mama drama on the TMZ. Alimony money for the nails and weed. Let me to the cross like the boy JC. Chucking up the deuce like the boy Chris Breeze. But we don't sue whoop on the 65 Street. Riding down the shore like they don't eat no shotgun seat. This dick ain't free. All right, love can be. Uh, we were talking off mic, like uh, about what that song is, and Joe, like you said, that's not your favorite. And then, but you know, it's. Uh, I think what makes it not your favorite makes it like me, like be drawn to it a little uh-huh. bit more. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a mess, and it's kind of like throwing these two styles into each other. But it just it, it for some reason works. It, it it sets off whatever it needs to set off in my brain. So like after the first few seconds, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> let's just hang out and get high to this a little bit. That, yeah, it's, I mean. Uh, you know this album. I mean, it relates back to the conversation about hip hop and us as forty-year-olds. Um, you know, and I think we're going to get to a different track. Mm-hmm. But um, this album is is a ch- is challenging, which is great. You know, you like an album that challenges you and then rewards you. Uh, you know, this album I think takes a couple listens. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, um. So yeah, that that track is challenging, and that for me it didn't have the same like kind of payoff for right. the, for the right. challenge. Um, but again, I'm the 40 year old who who my ears are conditioned like to to go certain directions, yes. right? You know that other people's might not. It's it's the thing that kills me with this song is like there's a certain like there's a very specific subset of like hipster hype beast like nation that like really everything still sounds like Craig David in like 2001. <laughs> like everything is like mm-hmm. smooth, suave R and B black guy singing love song to white woman in video while they're dancing in nameless nightclub in European city intername here. And it's funny because like you look at Vince Staples and you're like, at what point did you become that guy? <laughs> like, like that's the part yeah, that got yeah. me. I'm listening to this and I'm like, Really? Like, I mean, did you like go to London and just discover <laughs> well, like that? Like, and it's, and it's an intriguing question. I don't think anybody has had the wherewithal I, to ask him that question yet. But I feel like that's a thing that's ha- that that happens when you begin to like get out and see the world right. and understand like life. Do I, you I, know? So, just talking about this album or, or asking the question yeah. to you guys, like talk, thinking about, talking about this album creatively for a moment, because again, we touched on all the different. There's no kind of overarching producer. There's a lot right. of different production right. coming from a lot of different places. So it actually shouldn't work, right? Well, in a certain sense. In a certain sense. Right. There's, um, no, there's no, on paper, there's no cohesiveness. What sense do you have of, of how, you know, is is Vince creatively driving every track on this album, or are there other people kind of in the background? Think, what do you know about Vince's creative I, team? Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about it. You might. See, you're, you're basically asking the Kendrick Lamar question. Yeah. Like, if Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar was just like, I got it. I can't play sax like Kamasi Washington, but, like, Kamasi will listen to me, and yeah. they know how to interpret it. Like, when we talked to Miles, like, Miles mm-hmm. played on that fucking record. Right. And that's what he said it was. It was, it was just literally... I can't play the bass. I know what I want you to do. 
can you do this, do this? And it was just hours and hours and hours of... And, you know, they're part of the whole, the West, you know, West Coast they, Get no, Down they crew. are the West Coast Get Down, right. yeah. And I think maybe something similar is happening here. I think so, Where too. there's a crew, yeah. there, there's a group of uh, loosely affiliated musicians mm-hmm. that are... And again, we're not in the room with them, right? But there's creative output coming from from this group who has similar, you know, thoughts like, and ideas yeah. and influences. I feel like it's one of those situations where Vince sits down and he's got his crew of people who who source beats for him because mm-hmm. he, I think, he works in that. Like he may be one of the last of that era of like late two thousands rap guys who scour SoundCloud for weird alternative progressive <laughs> bass musics. And you and your boys sit down and you go, oh, so like I need like 10 beats to sound like boom, boom, boom. And I need 10 things to sound like that festival we were at last week. And I need 10 things that are just dope. Like just find me some cool shit that's like that'll make me sound real cool because I can rap over anything. Because that's the one thing I like about Vince too is that he's like almost like arrogant to a fault. Where it's like he could rap over anything, and I think that's the one thing that makes this record cool on some level is that he's just like, I'm just gonna like do this rap thing over whatever beat you put on in front of me. I don't get arrogance though out of it. I mean, a lot of these songs, like I said, are going to a really dark place, and I think, I mean, I think he's hyper talented, right? In that. But I think, but, but I, I think, think he, there's an awareness. I think he knows about it. I think it's there's it's, an awareness of talent, right? But you're opening up like, or he's opening up like an emotional vein on some of these songs. That this is another reason this album is kind of a hit for me is that it, it. You don't hear that a lot, like the but, but like just put this contextualize this in terms of like the future album. Yeah, like you know the trappy sides of this yes. the future album. Yes, and uh, what's the what's the line like? You're in my collection. Yeah, like, no, that's not gonna happen. On that's this not record. gonna happen on this record. Like, and in fact, he's gonna he's gonna talk about how he feels bad because yeah. he wanted somebody to be the baby mom. Yeah, what I work out. I said uh, one of the notes I had on this record is that like he out Drake's Drake. Like, Drake is known for Draken, huh. which I always say, Draken is that thing where Drake, like, apologizes for being a horrible human being in one breath, and then in the following breath, he's like, but then I fucked your bitch, swag. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> and it's like, and you're like, and people still like you? Like, really? And that's the, and the thing is that he does this thing here where he's so, like, it's like you expect to hear X, but then when you listen to what he says, it's why. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, part of listening to this album, part of listening to anything with Vince Staples to me is always that moment of just like being stunned that like you could be like lyrical and meaningful, but on these tracks that are so oftentimes associated with like complete nothingness. Are there particular tracks for you where the... the- like the the lyricism stands out because I'll just comment for me 745 this, is really 745 good 745 we're gonna get to but for me this album primarily is driven by you know the musical production elements and then there's a sprinkling of tracks where for me the actual content of the lyricism mm-hmm. comes through on a lot of the tracks to me his his vocals they're they're another instrument. They're you know they're produced really well in a really cool sounding yeah, kind of way. Yeah. There's only a few tracks for me where I, I actually they I like actually rain, make I like me focus on the content well. of the yes. Mm-hmm. I'm big into that. I I think that's um, again that's part of the charm of this album is that you actually have to dig into it. Like I, I've looked through Genius. I've and I've listened to this. I've been listening to it for this like past two weeks, 
and I'm still digging into it. And th- those are always the best albums, right? The albums that you don't just get and you're just like, oh, yeah, I got it. Like, Marcus, here's a question. Yes. Okay, hip-hop, straight ahead. Yes. For me, a hip-hop album means I'm quickly memorizing every yes. word yes. that's being rapped, and I'm never going to forget it for the rest of my life. Oh, I thoroughly agree. Okay. This album is not that. So but then, it's, it, but it's, and that's but not to say the, it's not hip hop. But it's mm. it's, part, it's the it's that thing we were talking about with the difference between like a a rap. Okay, so God, this is that that KRS One Chicken Egg conversation. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you live. Mm-hmm. There are rap records that are all about the action of hip hop, like the action of like memorizing every single word of every single song, which is what the great rap album does. Like, you know, every single word back, like like 444, for instance, like I love that record and I know the whole album already. Mm -hmm. I know story of OJ, like the back of my hand. I just do. It's a dope track. Yeah, it's dope. And that's, that's just the thing. This album was the week before that. Am I right? right? It was the week before. It wasn't the same day. Yeah. So it's like, and now there's like this spate, like say like for instance another, and I said this guy out Drake Drake, Drake put out the 37 track mixtape album mm-hmm. recently, and it's like I know zero words on that album, but I know it's hip hop. I know mm-hmm. it's inspired by the culture. I know it's for yeah. the culture. I know it's for the, you know, I know it's of the culture, but it's not a rap record. It's not. And like, I don't mean to be stuck on this question of like, is it hip hop or not? Although, you know, no, again, it's a great it's question. An, it's, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's to me what going back to the original yeah. intro, which is what's most interesting about Vince and what's mm-hmm. happening with where now we're in the first generation of artists mm-hmm. that seem unconstrained and untethered by, yeah, by what hip hop is like what the origin story of hip hop is and by place. Because right? how is he it. influenced by all this stuff? Right. I mean, yeah. the internet and presumably right. traveling, mm-hmm. whereas everyone before him, the reason you sounded like the West Coast wasn't necessarily because someone told you to. It it's was because you were from the West Coast. That's where you're what, from. <laughs> all the tapes and see, like, yeah. And, and the local, I mean. It's, it's mm-hmm. the funny thing, too, is like when you talk about like his odd future connection, which I feel like has the, you always forget that Vince was in that initial click. Mm-hmm. Like he was like one of the first ones to be like, this get a little too weird for me. So. <laughs> I'm gonna get up out of this joint. Like y'all can just kind of hang out and do your weird stuff. I'm gonna go yeah. over and just do some raps. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's and it's intriguing only because the odd future thing was very like like the like it was very like intrinsically anti place specific place specificity initially. Like that was the thing. It's like mm-hmm. we are from the internet. That's why the band is called the Internet. That's sort of what Barf Troop is doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, that's where we are from. And it's funny now to see that thing, especially when you listen to like, uh, the, the Earl Sweatshirt stuff mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and how it starts to like now gain these little like tent posts in places that are very strange and you're not really expecting it to ever like hit certain places. But you know, if anybody keeps doing things, something for a period of time, it's going to like finally stick at certain spots mm-hmm. and the spots that Vince Staples sticks at with this record are just so unexpected. Like I'm listening to this instead of going, when did he decide to become a dancer? When did this electronic thing right. spring up? And how did that become a thing that like his sound stuck to? Cause it's like on three or four like tracks on his record. It's like very, mm-hmm. very specifically electronic. It's funny. Influence. He said, uh, cause I want to get to a track that I think, and, and maybe would you say this is probably the most hip hop track on the album? Yeah, I would, which is probably why my ears yeah. acclimate to it as probably my favorite track. You know, you can't separate your, your conscious from your unconscious. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's a dope fucking track. Right. 
uh, I think I posted some today, you know, because you could also also talk about, I mean, there are technically three singles on this album. Yes. Does this album even need singles? Why does it have to have singles? What does it mean for this album to have a single? I don't know. And then my question became, why wasn't this a single? Because this to me is a track that would be... It might be. Yeah. This to me is a track that would be probably one of the main entry points. If your objective was to have an entry point for people to listen to the album, you know. Right. But that's yeah. So, yeah. so so let's play this, and then get, and then I want to talk about a little bit about how uh, try to figure out who else is doing this because that's that's actually my big question outside of is this hip hop is like who else is doing this and is this, but this is seven forty five and, and I agree with you this is one of the best fucking tracks in the album it's great. I'm in that seven forty five. Hope I can't come scoop you up round seven forty five. Slide around with my drop top up or down, you down the ride. Look into my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745, 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Slide around with my drop top up or down, you down the ride. Look me in my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745. All my life, man, I want fast cars, last cars. All my life, I want runway stars, Cape Moss. All my life, I want waves at my front door. No green grass, no porch. I just want seashores. All my life, all my life, pretty women don't tell me lies. All my life, pretty women don't tell me lies. All my life, pretty women don't tell me lies. Tell me lies, tell me lies. I'm in that 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Slide around with my drop top up or down, you down the ride. Look into my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745, 745. Hope I can't come scoop you up round 745. Slide around with my drop top up or down, you down the ride. Look me in my eyes and told me, Daddy, show you right. 745. Eyes can't hide your hate for me. Maybe it was made for the Maybelline. Spent so much trying to park the car. Barely got a tip for the Matri D. You head straight to the oyster bar. I tread like these times speak. Play too rough, might break your heart. And them glass shoes ain't made to walk. These lonely streets, sun paved, unscathed. More than do is giving you the coldest feet. Set the shoes coming through after dark. Look at the stars, they hard to speak. This thing called love, real hard for me. This thing called love is a god to me. And we all just got property, so feel free to fulfill the prophecy. Forty-five. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, Mr. Joe Lappin has <laughs> said that is your shit, <laughs> <laughs> right? I yeah, mean, no, that's that's uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I makes me think of the hilarious Dumb and Dumber joke when she says, "Pick me up at seven forty-five." Says, "How about quarter to eight? <laughs> <laughs> that that make could it, be where make, he got it. Make from. it quarter to eight. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be hilarious if it's that reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope it is." But yeah, I was just saying, like, to me, you know, that is very rooted in hip hop. That's rooted in West Coast hip hop with the bass line. And for me, that just does it because, uh, you know, it's it's still kind of hip hop forward. Yeah. Right. Um, we were talking about, you know, a little bit lower on the BPMs, like groovy as shit, you know, sexy. It's about picking the girl up, you know, hip hop content. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'll memorize that in two days. I'll be singing it to myself. Um, and, you know, we talked about how it's, it's you know, forward in the sense of there's some trap elements, but... You know, kind of strip, kind of strip, strip down a little bit. Yeah, take the hi hat like just straight the groove, out. Yeah. The groove and the baseline, not too much tick, tick, tick. You know that kind yep. of thing. And uh, yeah, so to me, you know, again, I don't know. We we talk about like, do albums even need singles these days? If you wanted, to me, that's a, a great entry point. If you wanted to get kind of hip hop heads listening to that album or get that track played on, you know, like a like a Sirius XM, you know, whatever channel they would play it on, because. You know, again, we still live by genres to right. some degree. Um, so, you know, you could talk about how they want people to listen to this album. Yeah. But yeah, I, sure. I dig that track a lot. Wait, right. That's actually an interesting uh, thing you just said there. It's because that's what music publicity does. Mm-hmm. They, they tell you, they try to tell you how they want you to talk about this album. I haven't seen anything about how they want people to talk about this album. It's just like, it's fucking here, dudes. Yeah. Because they don't care what happens with this I album. I think you're right, right. Yeah. It's very obvious, but I, w- I wanted to bring up a point about uh, grime. Because grime is like... Okay, so <laughs> everybody in the American music industry wants grime to happen. <laughs> this is a, a thing that happened because gigs is cool. Because because gigs, as you said... Wait, okay, so I want to... Not, not, not gigs, but... You, um, is this the 1999 grime or like 2000? This is 2000. Yeah. This is 2017 okay, I, I just wanted grime. to make that clear. So we were clear. talking about uh, the Skepta record. What did you what did you call the Skepta record? <laughs> I want you to say this on the podcast because it's that, important. What, what the fuck did I say about that? You called I, it a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, no, I said I, said I can read a Guy Ritchie script too. Yeah, yeah so, so. so there's this whole thing with with like American ears and grime where it's like... Like, it's just these these stories that are so, like, British, and it's, like, crime-related, and they have their own little slang and their own little way, and the beats are very much similar to this. Cause so you it's hear like, grime in that song? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so much of grime right now is trap-inspired, because everything's trap-inspired. Mm-hmm. So, like, Giggs and Skepta and Stormzy and all these guys are all, like, doing these, like, trappy, UK-funky-inspired proto-dubstep-style mm-hmm. bass-laden songs. And the funny part is that when you... There's there's a thing with the British cadence mm-hmm. in American trap yeah. where the, the, the existence in grime is to double-time rap. Like, over everything. Because mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Because it's still double-time rap-driven genre. With a British fucking accent. Right. So, <laughs> so like, everything just... At some point, it just sounds like bleh. And you're just like, oh, blue, boo. You're like, oh, that that's dope. Okay, whatever. But you know, it's just, so it's funny when you hear like American MCs because like if you look at the producers that are on this record, a lot of them are inspired and totally making music for this globalized audience. A lot of whom are kids who love this kind of like trappy, grimy, funky thing that's happening, and it's funny only because. When you put somebody with a laid back, like halftime flow uh-huh. on this kind of production, it fits. It sounds ideal. His flow is, de- he's definitely kind of laid back in the cut on, on that right. one. And yeah. you could be so laid back in it because it's not 60 and it's not 100. Right. So you're like somewhere around like 80 BPMs, which, like, you know, is not necessarily anything you hear on American radio right now because everything is future at like, you know, the, the speed of like molasses. Yeah. Or 128. So it's like, it's an intriguing thing where... I mean, I think it's interesting. I get the I get the comparison, although, I, again, I will say to what may be an untrained ear. Yeah. 
I don't hear as much grime in that as I hear stripped down West Coast hip hop influenced, right. but that's like the, that's trap, the, trap, you know, just cooled out, laid back, groovy as shit. That's the thing is like there's a thing too with all of this that's intriguing given that like, you know, he come Vince comes from a place where he's not trying to like place be place specific all the time. Where like all of the thing people don't get is that all of rap has gone all the way around the world like twice right. at this point. So like And genres are just words, right. blah blah blah. And then you get you a know? guy like Vince who's kinda like floating out there, so you don't know exactly there used to be a way where you could tell at what point somebody entered in on the rap spectrum. Like you could listen to a rapper and be like, okay, so like ASAP Rocky, for instance. You know that ASAP Rocky is inspired specifically by Houston rap between 1995 and 2007, and Cleveland rap from 1994, and New York rap from 2002. Like you just right, know those right. spaces, like, but bang. There, there's a really clear point, I think, with great artists uh, where. But he doesn't have the, that. Where where they where they break from that, and you and can that's what he's and doing. you can hear it, yeah, and, and 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 I think that's what Staples is doing on this album is that you know all of that. You, I mean, if you listen to his previous work, all the pieces were there, right? Like, but I don't know if it's Auburn, and because I don't want to take any credit away from him, but at the same time, if you meet a good collaborator who just says, "Hey, why don't we try this?" and it, and it works, and you fi- however you find yourself. When you're making art, that's that's fine. That's just how you find yourself. But it's it's very clear that he's breaking free from that and getting into like the absolute like stratosphere of what he can do. You know, the albums. I mean, I, I love that Run the Jewels album, but like they're, they're they're hitting this wall here, and like he's fucking just leaping over it yeah, and being like, "Well, I think the thing is with like some artists is that." The wall is the expectation. And there's and there's two ways to do rap now. Like, you could hit the wall and just bang the wall and just beat the shit out of the wall, and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Future beats the shit out of the wall every time. <laughs> like, just, just hammers oh. it. Just runs smack dab into it. And people are like, yes! You say beat the wall, I say shit the bed. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then there's, like, people like, and, you can, and, you, and, there was, and there was once an expectation in hip-hop that if you couldn't hit the wall... Like, why are you trying to do this? Like, this goes all the way back to, like, the 80s. If you're, like, hitting the wall, if you're, like, meeting the expectation of, like, a great LL Cool J record or a great Run DMC record or a great Curtis Blow record or whatever, then that's, like, that was, like, what you needed to do to be, like, acceptable well, like, you, in the genre. you know I don't like braggadocio rap. Right. Like, I don't. And I know that's a big part of rap. That's the part that doesn't appeal to me. Right. At the same time... That history of that was the whole reason rap fucking existed. Yes, it's because you'd go out on a Saturday night, yeah, do turntables, and it was like rap battles were a literal thing mm. that people did, and you had to beat people, and and that was. But like, now you, there's a there's a whole like it doesn't exist in any other art form, by right? The way. But there's also now like a 25 year history of rap where you don't have to win in a rap mm. battle. You could just talk about some dope shit. On a record, yeah. and like, and that's the fun part about like the the Staples record, I think, and I think a lot of these records that like guys like him and the last Tyler to create a record, and like just God, um, anything that like talk, speaking of local people, we just talked about like Barf Troop, Babeo Baggins, yeah. whatever BB wants to do on her next record, like country not, artist Babeo Baggins, exactly, exactly, you know, doing her doing her Young Thug, like that's what it is, like you could do. 
you could do that now. And there's like a big giant wide open space for doing that now. And you can like thrive there and it's completely okay. And nobody's getting mad at you. Nobody's looking at you like you're crazy. Like the first time you heard a jungle brothers record Mm -hmm. or the first time you heard tribe, especially. And you're like, they're, they're bragging about like, weird shit that nobody would ever think yeah. to brag about well, I mean, ever. Those, what those guys did, they were the first ones to break from what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and um, this is like... Yeah, and those are great examples of that, and that, that it hasn't been like, can we name along that timeline past those guys, who are the other people that have? Kendrick, clearly, but... But Kendrick still brags. Kendrick still brags. Well, no, you can brag, and so does he in this. But it's, but it's, it's okay, so like, there's bragging about rap things, and there's bragging about non-rap things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kendrick still will, on occasion, brag about how large his penis is. But the more I think <laughs> about it, and the more we talk about it, I think talking about this record in the context of, like, historic hip-hop is kind of the wrong way to talk about this album. Mm. I think, again, what's... And I'll, I'm saying it for the third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What most sticks out to me about this album is we're hearing... The, the now the coming of the age that is untethered yeah. mm-hmm. to really hardly any of that. And I wouldn't even say, uh, how old, tell me, do you know how old 24. Kendrick is? But, but how old well, is Kendrick, Kendrick is now? 20, he's got to be, he's a couple years older. So he's yeah. probably 27. And he's a different yeah. artist, whatever. Yeah. I would speak about Kendrick more in the context of this hip hop. In some ways, I'd speak about that more than I would this album. Right. Just, right. A, just a thought or an observation. No, right. it's, so, it's, so who do you think, like modern, what right now is like doing this is doing this type of breaking out stuff that's a great question and i will be the first to say which i I said previously on this is that because of what my ears are tuned to okay um i'm not necessarily at the at the vanguard of what of that Mm -hmm. question um i think you know Obviously, they're touring. You know, we haven't. You know, they're with Gorillas, and, yep. and I'm going on Monday night with with Danny Brown. Danny Brown is a, a Danny fascinating. Brown, I think would be one person case, yeah. totally in there, right? So I have I have been drawn to Danny Brown, and I would say the exact same thing that I'm kind of saying about this, which is that he he drew, he drew me in with the hip hop stuff, and then get and then now also I the, stick around, <laughs> I stick around, shit, yeah. and I'm willing to be challenged and by the weird the shit. Record and you're like, and I don't always like the weird shit. Like, <laughs> come for the hip hop, stay for the, what the fuck is of. going on? I'll at least, I'll at least <laughs> yeah. lend myself to being yeah. challenged by the weird shit, okay. and sometimes I don't like it. Like, I'll, I'll mention Khan in this conversation because yeah, I feel like perfect. Brandon could totally like. I feel like there's a there's a there's an argument to be made that like, as long as records like this continue to be made. That there's a, a a a group of artists who are like bubbling up, who kind of like are at the cusp of doing something bigger, who just haven't had the opportunity to take the blue pill yet, and just kind of like let it all kind of like hang out. And guys like Khan are in that conversation. I feel like Khan right now though is in a, is a really interesting place. First of all, I think he's West Coast. I haven't I haven't talked to him lately, but I, I think he's he's gone West Coast or at least spends a lot of time out there. But he also is working with so many different people and he's finding uh he he's 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 searching in real time in front of people for what it is he, he his core and and it's fascinating because that means he's basically he's fearless about it yeah he puts out like maybe one or two tracks a week it is insane right and, then, and you can't keep up and you don't even need to you need to check in once in a while and right. see what's going on but you'll see if you do keep up You'll see this evolution, and this it, it's it's just a line that goes up, right? And I feel like that's the same thing with the Staples yeah, record. Yeah, I is think that it is too. It's like from like the last record from September 06 to this, you're just like, well, hot damn, 
You're, you're doing some stuff now. And just having read the, the Times article, I'll just tee this up if you guys have any comments. But mm-hmm. he specifically cited uh, Lil Uzi Vert yeah. as one of his kind of people that he's admiring what, what he's doing these days. Any, any comments there? Because, again, I'm not the one now, to speak Uzi, on it. But. Uzi's, Uzi's awesome. Like, I, I feel a very particular kind of way about Lil Uzi Vert. Because okay. I've seen him from, like, almost day one in the studio. Like coming up and like i've just seen him at various points of his like creative process and it's like wonderful to see that somebody is so so young who's so like comically young is just allowed to like say what he wants because that's what it was from day one and it's like there's no boundary there because he won yeah and then with the migos song he really won and so yeah. now there's like, yeah. and it's like the kind of thing where like Vince Staples is not going to sit down with Offset and Quavo and be like, hey, let's make a song. I mean, it could happen, but I don't perceive it will. Right. right but it's right, like right. one of those things where like with, with Uzi, Uzi's just like saying literally whatever comes to his mind. And he's always been there. And now it's like, if you take an expanded mind and you like let it expand even further, then yeah. like the possibilities are literally endless and you have no idea what the person's going to say. And then they're so young and they're learning at the same time. So it's like watching somebody just like filter information. Yeah, that idea of it doing it in public out is through their mouth. And it's like mind blowing. And so, again, to the extent that's relevant to Staples. Oh, it's completely relevant. But I'm yeah. saying to the extent it's relevant to Staples saying, specifically saying, this is a guy who I think's doing really cool stuff mm-hmm. and that I kind of feel a simpatico with. You yeah. Know? And he. And this whole this whole record's like that. That's yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I want to play one more track uh, because this this is my favorite track okay. of the album. I think, and this this honestly deals with something he deals with a lot on his albums. Is uh, and looking at you, Joe, like his wide audience, and how this is. Uh, but this is party people. Yeah, I've been fucked since my early days. I've been stuck in my worldly ways. Propaganda, press, ban the camera. Please don't look at me in my face. Everybody might see my pain. Off the rail, might off myself. But with life as aboard this plane, steward this sex if I need help. Maybe, baby, what's your last name? Hopefully, it still ain't been changed. Something about you make me not doubt you. I will silence my brain. Scream louder. Ask them when I'm gonna blast myself. Couple problems, my cash ain't help. So, you know, in the middle of that track, he gets back to a track on his previous album where he was basically calling out, like, his white audience. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the line, because we know what happens when yes. <laughs> I read the line. But, but uh, you know, this is sort of that from a different perspective, uh, where he's – this is a guy who's talking about his stage experience, and all of a sudden he's like, hey – I'm dealing with issues that are like bigger than this, and I'm still. And then, and you hear it. This is what. This is why this album catches me, because I'm a production nerd, and you hear it because the vocals all of a sudden get reverbed, mm-hmm. like he's in a bigger room, like he's in an auditorium, like he's he's speaking to a bigger crowd, and it's not closer now. And like that type of touch is some people would say uh, is basic, but I, I I think it like it doesn't occur anymore. People don't even think to do that. 
you know, to put that much, like his voice doesn't even change. It's monotone. It's like boom, and it's just like all that little change transports you from where you are, moves you from one place to the next, and and I think it's fucking like remarkable. To the to the question of who is doing this now, uh, I thought of two names in the break. Chester Watson and Professor Toon down in Durham. Mm-hmm. I see Professor Toon with Maid of Oak, which is Nick Sanborn from Sylvanesso. Yeah. Uh, when you see Maid of Oak, generally, if it's around here, we're in D.C., uh, Professor Toon is going to come up here and, and play with him. And it's remarkable because you have a guy who deeply understands hip hop, right? And you have another guy who also deeply and and it's a it's a but it, it gets weird, right? Like I think that the 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 thing that we didn't talk about and it needs to be mentioned is that the kid who produced this track, Zach Sekoff, he's mm-hmm. part of the uh, the L.A. beat scene that meets up at the Low End Theory Party, which is kind of like the, the 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 progressive bass, like hybrid underground bass sound that's driven most of hip-hop for the last 10 years right. that's what it comes out i of. think that's still a monthly in la like yeah for a while it's yeah gas lamp killers party and gas oh, lamp yeah. is the, the 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 dawn of all of it so um i think that there's a thing there that's important in the sense that like nobody at that party ever expected to be famous making music like they'd be perfectly happy not being famous and making really dope music for each other to hear is like every key? single month that's totally the key because there's no like, okay. So if there's no money in music, yeah. and why then then what does fame actually mean? Right. And I think that's the big question. I think at the core, it's funny. This all ties into the album. I think that's the big question at the core of the record. Is like, Vince Staples became famous. Like he became a famous rapper, and it's like at what point do you're like? It's like, well, what does that actually mean? Because it's like, I'm sure he like didn't get like, you know, the Rolls Royce and like the Hammer House and, you know, like the, the Dapper Dan wardrobe that didn't come with his yeah. fame. It didn't. Right, right. It was like he woke up and he like got his paper from his front lawn and went out and got some tacos and hung out and listened to some beats with his friends. I mean, he could probably buy more tacos than he could a week before. He became famous, <laughs> but it's not like fame is a great <laughs> next album. Buy more tacos than the week before. Yeah, it's like it's not like this thing where you become famous and it's like you are famous in yeah. the world, and and that's a thing. And I think that well, for like some, for some people it is though. I think for some people that they they do stuff and and they they think the fame is the thing. Right for him, it never really was, and I think that's the thing. Is like Big Fish Theory as a title is intriguing because it's like. Okay. With, a, with a little goldfish as the cover art, right, right, because that's not because he's not like he's a big fish. Yes, he's a, he's a goldfish, but he's in a very small like tank. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm the big fish. I'm the biggest thing in the world, and I'm in a small tank. That's it's actually like, not what I take from it. I mean, although in the interview again, because I was reading, but yeah. he says, you know, I it, it doesn't matter. Don't ask me. A few people kind of will know, but don't worry about it. Kind of thing. Like it speaks for itself. Yeah, was the answer, but you know what I take from it when I hear it is, uh, you know, kind of the Facebook thing. Like we're not fishing for twelve gu- guppies, right? We're going for so like, fuck it. I'm just gonna try to make what you were saying, Kevin. Yeah. Like I'm gonna try to reach my pinnacle, whatever the hell that means. And I'm not trying to like grind out, you know, right. a, a little bit here and, and there. And, and I'm not. But he's, a, but he's a famous rapper though. But but Andy's not gonna get like hyper. Uh, self-involved about it 
Right. Like, if he doesn't hit it this time, who cares? But I think like that, he, This isn't, like, his make-it-or-break-it but, but that's the, But that's the fight. But it's not a make-it-or-break-it moment for him because he is a famous rapper. And that's what... And so that's, as, like, the weirdness of it all. Three, like, 40-year-old guys sitting around talking about this album, what the thing that you guys are talking about right now, to me, is actually... I, I'll probably get... You know, this probably won't come out right, but... It's actually the best, one of the best qualities of this, to me, younger generation. Yeah. Which is like that thing of, th- that that kind of fuck it thing, but channeled positively. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we were conditioned more to like worry about grinding out the 12 guppies mm-hmm. and yep. like work ethic and like we're supposed to care because someone tells us to care. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, like I had this conversation uh, with with my lady actually uh, on my birthday. For you know, I I've always written my entire life, and yeah. but it was you know my family was like, oh yeah, you, you're a good writer and, and you do this as of, but you better figure out what else to do, uh-huh. and and so it was never like, well, I'm just gonna fucking do that. Because there was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, shit, I guess I got to figure out what to do. And I feel like, I think you're right. This is, That's the best part of this generation coming up that he's a part of. Where they're like, I mean, that, that still may or may not be a reality, but they're choosing to, like, ignore it and be like, mm-hmm. no, this is what I do. And I'm going to, like, figure this out. And maybe, maybe when I'm 40, I mean, at 45, I now know things like it doesn't really, uh, the only timetable you're on is death. <laughs> right, like, true. like we're gonna hit the wall sometime, and so if you're 45 and you say you can't do something, like that's a lie, and you should you should just do it. You know, there's no there's nothing that says in your youth you have to do it, but a lot of people, especially boomers, don't get that realization until later on in life. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, and now and now these kids are doing it, and obviously there's a flip side to every coin, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. The positives are there's the there's all that, but again, if I could you know take away something from this, it's uh, I I think it's some reflection of kind of the better qualities of you know a twenty three year old man. No. Yeah. By all means, yeah, but I just again it's, the thing that kills me is like Vince Staples is a famous rapper, and it's like it's what true. does that actually even mean? Well, it, it means I, this, these means are the you go on tour with gorillas, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's but like, it, it yeah. means these are the type of people that I want to be famous, right? Not Kardashians, yeah. <laughs> no. Like I, I want people that are actually putting something into the world because even when he's talking about dark stuff, it's positivity. No, of course it is, right? And that uh, more than ever right now is, is yeah. kind I'm of just, what we need. Yeah, I'm just it's just an intriguing thing because it's like you're famous, but you have none of the trappings of like yeah. traditional, yeah. Fame. Now, a whole other element to it is I know he's very active on the Twitter. And yeah, the, of course. And I don't really follow that, so I don't know what he's putting out into the world on that front. Like, if it skews positive or skews other it, it, directions. It skews like I'm, I'm sitting here and just, like, observing the world like everybody else. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing about him on social yeah. media is that he's just, like, doing everything else that everybody else is doing on social media. But he's a famous rapper. Right. So it, it's different. And it's like there's that, like self-awareness of like i'm actually not really famous but if you guys want to believe that i'm famous cool awesome i'm famous then fuck and it. then it gets then it gets that's the best then, I, then, then right. it gets to, you know i get mind fucked quickly you know in our whole modern era of like the anti-marketing marketing yeah right like are you marketing that you don't care or is it, do you actually believe it and i don't ever know right so it, he kind of fits into that too yeah, of course so the more i talk about it and think about it i'm like 
there is certainly a very large just sort of reflection of of what's yeah. going on now by Vince and, and he and he's going to the to the bank and cashing his check and in the midst of all of that and good for him you know like if you could do that and make it's it called, work it's called keeping your head about you bang and that and that is that seems to be what's what's going on here so so joe you haven't said it i think on a uh on an actual album podcast mm. we rate these at the end okay. we have a scale we, we're gonna have a special scale for you since you're here okay it is a you, you can you can pass trash it you can try it which is generally like streamer and stuff or and this is the the modification you can buy it at songbird <laughs> <laughs> so now i don't believe this album is out on vinyl yet it's not on vinyl yet and i do believe that it will be okay i don't know if they've announced the date for it yet mm-hmm. but you know when it's out wh- when it's out we will certainly have it uh i will say that but i don't know when it's out and i don't know if they've announced when it's out so self-interest aside, is is this a buy it album or is this a try it album? Oh. Um, boy, I don't know. Come back to me in a second. Okay, Marcus. Yeah, I'll tell people to try it because Vince is an interesting artist. Like, and I and, and I hate the word interesting, but it's almost like apropos here because he's like at this point creatively where I think he's like figured out that like rap's going to be his career. And it's like if this is going to be my yeah. career, then this is then I then I need to start like making some creative decisions and making some interesting music because this is going to be what I'm going to be doing for mm-hmm. the next five, ten years, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think without sitting down with him, that that's yeah. a fair assessment. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm actually going to buy it, and, and I'll, I'll cool. go a little further. This is my favorite album besides Father John Misty's album. Sweet. Which is, and a lot of people have been asking, like, where's our mid-year, what it is, you know, that is, for me at least, uh, as much as I hate Father John Misty, that Father John Misty album fucking slays. This oh, is cut from, great. this is cut from the same cloth. I think it is, it is stretching, uh, not just what he does as an artist, but what you can do in hip-hop. And I think more kids, like the generation before them now, is going to hear this, and and they're they're not gonna they're going to be able to go back and pick up an NWA or a uh, or a, a Public Enemy album and stuff, and be like, this is yeah, this is old hip hop, but this is also part of the hip hop. Like that that time stream gets compressed. For us, it's real time. For us, there's like twenty years between this shit. Right. But for them, it's just going to be like. It's gonna sit right alongside it, right on, and this is this is what we can do. I think for that, that is maybe the greatest achievement of this album and his cool. career to date is that that is it's what people are gonna to point to. Hmm? Damon Alburn certainly pointed to it. He pointed to the two people who will do it: him and Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. Those are the most exciting. That's my three album this year: Danny Brown, hmm. like Danny, uh, Danny Rick is so good. Yeah. So I think understanding you know the rating scale here. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh, I'll go with a try it just from the sense of my personal experience with with it so far has been to engage and try it and, you know, see where the challenge is worth it. And I think the challenge is worth it. Like, it's a try it that will probably lead you to a buy it in a sense. Gotcha. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's a a really interesting album. Cool. Cool. Well... Joe, thanks for coming down. Yeah, man, thank come you. Come back soon. Anytime. Sorry, sorry, we haven't hooked up a songbird. It's all good it out there a few times, Mister Dowling. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be back soon. Uh, might be. And uh, yeah.
Ben Staples Big Fish Theory is available everywhere now, and you can get it digitally, you can stream it, you can't get it on vinyl yet, but once it is out, head on up to Songbird if you're here in D.C., if you're out of town, make the trip to D.C., head on up to Songbird, it'll be awesome, it's an experience, it's a, it's a great place, it's, a, it's one of my favorite places to go out in the town, actually. Great room, great people, great bar, great vinyl, it's just, it's all good. Uh, thanks to Joe and Marcus for coming down and talk about that. It's always fun having them over here. Hopefully, uh, Joe will be back sooner rather than later. I know we might do a few interviews up there at his fine establishment, so uh, he'll be there in spirit. Uh, before we get out of this week, I said I was going to tell you about the poly seeds, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So when we get a bunch of press emails, and uh, you know we have we have our likes, we have our our, our modes, our lanes. And uh, one of them is stuff like uh, Kamasi Washington. One of them is stuff like Robert Glasper. One of them is stuff is like Kendrick Lamar, uh, Herbie Hancock. Uh, so when we get we get an email saying this guy Terrace Martin has worked with all these people and has put together a band uh, of producers and musicians that includes the like of Robert Glasper, Kamasi Washington, Marlene Williams, Robert Sputz, Searlight, Chachi Rose Gold, and more, uh, we get a little excited and. Uh, and rightfully so. Their new album, Sounds of Crenshaw, is out the 14th. That's going to be this Friday. It's actually Sounds of Crenshaw, Volume 1. Um, and uh, I've heard the album. It is, it is kick-ass. Uh, it is exactly what you would think it is. These All these guys have worked sort of in the background of hip-hop and uh, R&B pop. And, uh, and uh, it, they, they're just sort of they're fucking killing it, dude. And so now they have a whole album uh, to themselves where they can kill it outside of all these bigger artists. Uh, the track we're going to play now is called Mama D. It's uh, slash Lamart Park. It is, uh, in my opinion, one of the highlights of the albums. And uh, I wanted to get this on your radar, because we're going to be talking about the whole album in a, in a few weeks here. But uh, right now, I just wanted to make sure you guys got this in your ear, so, so be ready for it. Uh, so here you go, the new track from the Polyseeds, Mama D. Lamart Park.
Polyseeds right there with some really, really groovy shit. Uh, that is, uh, you guys aren't ready for this album, but it's coming out on July 14th. So hopefully that convinced you. If not, hang out a few weeks. Like I said, we're going to be talking about the whole album. And uh, But really, guys, come on. You all do streaming music. Just play it. When you see it come up, hit play and like it. And then you're going to be like, fuck, I should buy this. And you, you absolutely should. That is a spoiler. I don't know anybody else is even going to be on that that podcast and that panel. But that's a spoiler. This is a buy it damn record. Um, so thanks to their people for sending it to us. Shit jams. Uh, that is our podcast for this Thursday and wraps up this second week of July here in the basement. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a message or a rating there. You can also listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Auto Radio. I think that's the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. Found it today. We were just up there. I don't know why. I got an email out. It's some sort of weird aggregator. It's like Stitcher. And uh, so if you use that app, we are there. Uh, over cloud overcast that's another one that you can you can find us on basically anywhere the podcasts are uh, you can also find us always at www.chunkyglasses.com there you see all our podcasts you see our track features and the fine work of matt con and mauricio castro out there every damn night shooting live shows that you can see the results immediately in our instagram feed which is at chunky glasses coincidentally our twitter feed and uh and then wait a few days after the show, and you'll see a nice little recap to see what you missed, and maybe get you get you off your ass, convince you to get out there and see some more live music. Uh, so that is it. We are out of here until next week when um, I don't know what we're doing, but uh, Monday is episode two ninety nine, and Thursday is episode three fucking hundred. So uh, you know what? If, if you guys have suggestions. Email me at Kevin at ChunkyGlasses.com and say, this is what you should do for episode 300. Uh, if not, we're just going to come up with some dumbass idea and then lay it on you and you'll have to live with that. Okay? Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in a few short days. Uh, until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. <laughs> 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 Kenobi!